Live from Mux Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie, this is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. Welcome in. It is Kenny and Heilprin. What a show we have today. Back at Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie, I am public enemy number one in some ways, Ben Kenny. That is, that is Mr. Zach Heilprin. Zach, good evening. <laughs> you think a lot of yourself. Well, listen, listen, there's, the, there's I'm, some I'm public enemy. No, there's some things that are said that, that sometimes people are unhappy with, but that's why we have this show. Mm-hmm. That's why we talk about it. Yep. I will lead this off uh, by thanking the Wisconsin football program and everything around it for creating a whirlwind of things to talk about over the last couple months. Every single show we have, there is something going on, whether it's a big transfer, whether it's a staff member coming, whether there's, you know, big drastic changes within the program. Um, This time, Zach, so two, uh, well, many assistants have been officially announced for Luke Fickle and his new staff. Two of them you guys talked with today, one of which being offensive coordinator Phil Longo, the other defensive coordinator Mike Tressel. Um, We're going to get your takeaways from the media discussion with those coaches uh, in a bit, and I'm interested to hear what you took away from meeting with them first. But I wanted to start with with a comment that was made by Mike Tressel during this media availability. Uh, He was asked, what is the program ceiling? What is Wisconsin's ceiling as you see it? His direct quote was, national championship. That's the ceiling, and this program can do it. And we're going to get it done. End quote. Zach, your thoughts. Hell yeah. Bring it on. Why not? What do you want him to say? What do you want him to say in that situation? Uh, Well, we're just going to work hard every day and see where it takes us and see how it goes. That's not what this program, uh, that's not what he feels. He feels a national title. He feels championships. Chris McIntosh talked about it. He He wants championships. He wants them to compete for championships. That's why they made the hire that they did. What's wrong with it? I don't, I don't have a single issue with it. I don't think it's putting undue expectations on him. No one's going to remember it. Um, that's just, that is something to get the fan base going even more than they already are. The excitement around this program is at a, at a level I haven't seen it in a really, really long time. This is probably going to take it to a, just a little bit more. And what's wrong with that? So, I, I don't love it. Yeah, uh, Shocking. And <laughs> Grandpa Kenny coming on in. If you uh, if if you Wet heard me, Kenny. If you heard me with Bill Michaels earlier today, uh, and I, I put something on Twitter, I don't love it uh, for this reason. I I don't love the expectations it could create. Um, what do I want him to say in that setting? It, ask me the question. Let's do it this way. Let's do <laughs> your. Uh, it was Jim Polzine, I believe, who asked the question. Your Jim, ask me the question. I will answer it how I would have answered it uh, had I been in that position, or or how I would like to hear it answered. Jim Polzine, Wisconsin State Journal, Badger Extra, columnist, great guy. What is the ceiling for this program? That's a great question. Great question. Terrific question. Jim Polzine again. Yes. I. I don't 100% know, but I can assure to everybody that we will reach that ceiling, right? It, it's not necessarily what everybody wants to hear, but, but here's my thing. There are 10 to 15 to 20 things going on around the program right now that make me excited for the future and are the reason why I'm very excited. And hell, a, a lot of them have, are starting to prove wrong what I thought I knew about college football where we see talent come in and a first-year coach, guys that we wouldn't expect Wisconsin to be able to land in the portal. You talk about Tanner Mordecai. You talk about Evers. Uh, news just broke, and we'll get to this in a little bit. Uh, Darian Varner, a Temple transfer, an All-American athletic conference player. He comes to Wisconsin, too. That, there's talent coming in. They bring in Phil Longo. He's exciting. He's kind of the reason they're getting these quarterbacks. I like Mike Tressel. I, I love Luke Fickle. There are so many things going on that are uh, somewhat changing how I'm viewing the future uh, in a great way. I guess the comments made by a defensive coordinator at a press conference are not one of those things, and why I don't love it is because I saw a lot of reaction, and I heard a lot of reaction to it, saying, oh, you see? Yeah, you, you see he's saying that they're going to win national titles? That's the reason. You see, that's why they're committed. And to me, I like... Committed to what? 
I'm fine with not winning the press conference, if you will. I'm fine with giving fine answers, but I don't need it to be one of those headline things that then kind of creates people's expectations. Players been saying it forever. Well, I, and it hasn't. But what does it matter? Like, do I, I remember it because I have a little bit of a stupid memory that remembers that type of stuff. But, like, I remember Derek Tindall talking about it before the 2017 season. I remember Graham Mertz talking about it before he even showed up on campus. What does it hurt to talk about it? Because I think the people that heard what Mike Tressel said today and took it as, look, look at where the program is. They are going to or trying to. They actually are. Uh, they're looking at national titles as an attainable goal. The, the people that think that from those comments, I think, will be the same that turn around if they are to give up 40 or 50 to Ohio State and want him fired. They would be anyways. If he goes up 40 or 50, he's going to be fired. Whether he said, oh, we're going to play for a national title, we're, our, our goal or our ceiling is a national title, he's going to be fired no matter what. Like, what, what does it matter that he said something in a press conference in January about wanting to win a national title and, and thinking that they're, they're, they're going to get it done? What does that have to do with dropping, getting 40 to 50 points dropped on you? I don't think it has to do with it directly. It's not. It has nothing to do with it whatsoever. You think, you think another team's going to be like, oh, yeah, we put 40 and 50 on you just because your defense coordinator said you were going to win national championships. No. No, it's not, it about, well, it's not about what happens on the field. Raise I guess. the ceiling. Well, I guess this is I, – I would love for them to Your raise the – ceiling's on the floor right now, Ben. No, my whole point is – no, I think the ceiling is rising as the weeks, as the days go by, but it's been the actions around the program and the actions of these coaches that are actually making like, – like I get excited when I see things happen. I get excited when, when talent comes into the building. I get excited when great hires are made. I don't necessarily get excited when – coordinators say things like this and i'm just like i think there's a big big group of the badger fan base out there that is looking at this as okay like yes uh, mcintosh talked about championships fickle talked about championships now trestle's talking about winning a national championship and i think maybe project they might project unfair expectations maybe even from the start on this team and i think this team could even be good next year given the moves that are being made um i i don't know i just don't necessarily think it's productive (laughs) <laughs> I, I would ask, like, like why? Like, like why did is, you ask that of Jim Leonard when he said it? Did he say that yes. national titles we are want, their ceiling? He came here wanting to win a national championship, and it's why he came back. Okay. Um, maybe the tone of that is a little different, or the framing of it is a little different. Yeah, it's different. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we didn't talk about it after Leonard said it. And, well, it was 2021, and, so. Well, it's not as much. It, it, it's not as much him saying this right now. It, it's more so the reaction to it where I would like people to react in a, in a somewhat level-headed way, in a positive way, and, and look you forward and know that... You work in sports radio. Level-headed stuff is not what we do. Well, people think right now that I'm all the way down in the, in the basement, that my ceiling, I think the program's in terrible shape. I want to see them succeed, and I think they will. I just don't look at a comment made by the defensive coordinator and think that. It's, it's irrelevant. <laughs> it's largely irrelevant what Mike Trussell said, because it's won't matter anything on the field. It's a comment to get the people going, right? Gets the people going, Ben. It gets the people going. What's wrong with that? Well, you want the people to be going. You want the stadium to be full. The important people in this whole equation are the boosters. Yes. Where and you, don't, you think they are upset with this? No. The boosters are the one that you actually need to please, not necessarily all of the fans everywhere. But I will say, uh, if, if there's a lot of discussion that – national titles are, are, are what you're expecting and they're what you think you could do. And if you then fall short of it, then, I, I mean, the boosters are the ones who make the decisions. It's, it, it could be somewhat of a promise, right? <laughs> stop, stop like, it could it. be somewhat of a promise. Stop I, I don't it. know. Everyone's goal is to win national ch- I mean, that's if you're a big-time program, if you're a Power 5 program, your goal should be win national championships. Is it realistic for every Power 5 program? No. Some would question whether it's realistic for Wisconsin. You're obviously one of those people well, who question that. But let me just say this. Um, it's irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. it's They're not going to win a national championship based on him saying that. They're also not going to lose a national championship based on, on him saying that. And he's not going to get fired because he doesn't win a national title. He'll get fired if he drops. If they get 40 to 50 dropped on him every single freaking game, like Alex Grinch out at USC, and they can't and the offense can't make up for it. I think the more important comment coming out of that, the, the press conference, while that one is certainly more exciting, it's uh, Phil Longo talking about, the excitement around the program, and he goes, eh, 
I don't, yeah, I don't really care. I, I, like, I want the players to be excited. I don't really care about anybody else being excited because if the players are excited and we score a lot of points, that'll take care of everything else. And that's the case. If if Mike Trussell's defense holds everybody to 10 points a game and Phil Longo puts up 40 points a game, who cares? That's that's the important stuff. This is an innocuous comment that just doesn't matter. Right. And for somebody to get so upset about it and freak out about it like you, it just seems a little, it seems a little over the top. What? Well, I'm not very upset about it, nor did I freak out. I'm you, more. You literally, I mean. No, you, I am. You are kind of. A, you are upset. No, I'm people more. People are taking it wrong. Yes, I'm more reacting to the reaction to it. I, I want people to enter these seasons and, and enter the beginning of this era with somewhat of a level head. You're quite and the gatekeeper. No, no, I'm I, I'm trying to help us all go into this because because. I'm going to enter next season, and we might even talk about the team as a Big Ten West winning team, as a as a team that maybe could compete for the Big Ten in that quick of a turnaround, which would be very impressive. But 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 I think I, I mean there has to be some sort of of stepping stones here. There has to be building blocks put in. This team hasn't won the Big Ten West in a couple of years. They haven't won the Big Ten in in more than a decade. Where like like yeah, I would love to set my sights as high as possible, but there have to be some base levels of of accomplishment before that, right? So that's what I think this season will be great for. That's what I think the beginning of this era is great for. I, I'm not looking at this immediately. Like Sonny Dykes has done a miraculous job. TCU's in the national title in his first year. And I, I think the more that it's discussed, uh, national titles at this school, during an offseason that has been, I mean, so much changes and very fun, entertaining. Uh, it, it is leading to an a optimistic future. I just don't know how productive it is at this stage. Again, he was asked the question what the ceiling is. Your answer, ridiculous, um, and that's fine. On your, if you want, That's the way you want to go with it. I would not have answered it the same way as, as you. I don't know if I'd answer the same way as him. but I'd how, would you have, how would you have answered it? It's, there's been a ton of success in this place. There's no reason we can't take it to the next level. I like that. And what's the next level? Exactly, which is something that uh, my whole thing is we don't know. Um, and again, I have, I, I will put my hand up and say I'm wrong when I'm wrong. I am starting to be proven wrong more and more with the actions that the program is doing with what they could actually accomplish. It, it has been, um, I, I mean, a breath of fresh air somewhat. It's been very encouraging, everything they've done this offseason. But I, I think the key I take away is I don't know what the ceiling is. So putting it on something specific, again, I don't know how productive it is, but I, I think you are right when it comes to how much does it matter. It doesn't matter at all. Um, I, I posted the gif of, of the riding around in the police car um, because it's, it's the sort of like, you know, it, it drives you crazy kind of thing where I am looking more to the moves that are being made, what next year's outlook looks like, all of the positive developments that are actually on the field, more so than the comments coming out of a press conference. Um, and I mean, there have been notable ones throughout history, right, Zach? You you talk about what Barry Alvarez said at his introductory press conference. Like there have been instances of of those moments, and Barry obviously pulled through in a big way on those comments. I, I and maybe I'm just used to Paul Chris, but I I'm fine with not having to win the press conference in that way, and instead impressing everybody based on what's done on the field. Is that fair? It's January. They don't get to play for nine months. Like, they don't get a chance to impress anybody on the field. This is the opportunity to Im- 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 continue to excite the fan base, which is extremely exciting. He said it as much when he went on the field, or I went, excuse me, when he went on the recruiting trail, that there was more excitement about this program than he's ever seen. And obviously he's not been here, but, like, there's a ton of excitement around it. Why would you, why would you put the brakes on that? Well, I think excitement is great. As, as we've said, I think excitement directly leads to – um, more talented players coming. I, I think it leads to better results because, like, if, if you're a program that people see as one that's stuck, why would top players want to go? When they bring Phil Longo in and they bring the quarterbacks in, that's tangible excitement, and that is going to lead to more talent entering, um, as we saw years ago a bit in the 2021 cycle. So I, I think continuing the excitement's amazing. Um, I don't know. I, w- w- we'll see. Uh, there's, there's a lot to get to. Um, one thing I wanted to do before we get into, Zach, your other takeaways from the presser, maybe co- comments with more substance than that one uh, or ones that do mean a lot compared to that one. Um, Such a hater. I, I, I'm really not hating. I you, just – I mean, it's a, it's a large 
large pile of hate. And that's uh, fine. That's you. You've become known as that guy. But that's fine. Wet, wet bacon. People think wet I don't. Kenny. People think I don't want to see the program succeed. My my whole point here is I get excited with things that are happening on the field and in the recruiting trail, and I didn't see the point of that comment. Um, but but when we talk about he was asked what the ceiling was. That was the point. When we talk about what is attainable and and, and what the ceiling is, I think it is undeniable, as we talked about in the TCU college football playoff thing. That I mean. Things are starting to show you that it is very possible. I I don't want to talk down about how it's not possible or anything. I just think it's a it's a stepping stone goal. I think that's how I'm going to sum it all up before we get into things here's that actually matter on the field. Here's the thing, with the Big Ten West, right? That's that's the first step. Yep. Win the Big Ten. Yep. That's the second step. What happens if you win the Big Ten? You get to the playoff. And what happens? In the then playoff? you're there. All right. So it's. It's not exactly that far-fetched other than actually having to win that game. Right, right. Um, Which they haven't been able to do. Yeah, competing for national titles. Um, we'll see. We'll see. And, again, like, I, I hope he's right. I, I hope it happens. I hope it happens soon. That, that'd be amazing. He didn't um, put a date on it. Right, right, right. I guess one day off in the future, I hope Wisconsin does win one um, <laughs> before, before I leave this earth. That would be great to see. Uh, but, like, if – I don't know. At an introductory press conference, if you had to say, uh, oh, and, and Ebo is making memes and, and ready to put them out uh, for everyone to see as we go through this. Thank you, Ebo. Um, but, I mean, it, it, like, it is undeniable that, that the chance of, of it happening, especially soon, is less than – it's less than 50. Yeah. It's it, it's less do, than whatever. You're not good at math. We 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 learned that earlier this earlier this season with your. No, I'm not good at no, I'm not add, good at adding. Add, add numbers up. I'm not good at adding. I'm good at percentages. Ah, uh, well, all right. Who knows what the percentage is? You're taking one comment and making and blowing it up into like this biggest thing ever, and it's not. It was a, a, a comment at the throwaway comment at the end of a press conference. All right. People yeah. people enjoy that type of stuff. They're called fans. I know it's. I, I know you are a fan. The same people that are excited about this comment are excited about the pickup of Darian Varner, the defensive line. I hope so. Ebo, and one of these and people. Speaking of that, let's let's talk about that next. We got some breaking news just about 20 minutes ago, 25 minutes ago. Wisconsin got another big commitment in the transfer portal. This one from Temple. Uh, as I have said, more more Temple people coming here. That that's what we need. Uh, but we'll talk about him. We'll talk about real takeaways from the press conference, uh, both Longo and Trestle. There's a lot more to come. We're live at Monks and Sun Prairie. That's Zach Heilprin. I am Ben Kenny. Uh, find a Monks location near you. Uh, the food is terrific. I see. Uh, unfortunately, Zach is not almost done with his first beer, but but Ebo is. Uh, the, the beer is always flowing. There are drink deals uh, whenever you find a time to go to Monks. Come here for the Packers on Sunday night as well. That's the place to watch football. A lot more to come when we return. It's Kenny and Heilprin. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. All right, welcome back. It is Kenny and Heilprin. We're live from Monks and Sun Prairie. Ben Kenny, Zach Heilprin. The news of the day, uh, or one of the pieces of news of the day, and we're going to get to another one. Zach, you said you could have done a whole show on this. <laughs> There's some more staff news, and, and this is uh, in the uh, wow, that is hilarious category. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get to that in a second, but coming out like 25, 28 minutes ago, <laughs> Darian Varner, transfer from Temple, chooses Wisconsin. He was an All-American Athletic Conference player last year. Uh, defensive line, probably more towards the edge, 6'3", uh, listed at 255. 12 and a half tackles for loss last year at Temple, seven and a half sacks. Um, Fickle had discussed the defensive line as a position of need, Zach, and I think we agree that it depth there and, I mean, really any any talent, any game-changing talent you can get there, if uh, this proves to be that, you do such an important position. Um, it, it's big news. Like, we've seen quarterback transfers. We've seen some secondary. This is the first big guy in the trenches. This is a huge one. I mean, this is they needed bodies on the defensive line. Obviously, they get – Rodas Johnson and, Tyler, and um, James Thompson Jr. back and Isaiah Mullins, but this guy's a little bit different um, and can be that guy in, a, in whatever version of the three-three-five that they play. Uh, I don't know if you were able to go through some of the clips that I sent today, but it sounds like 
there's going to be a very heavy version of the 3-4. It just may look a little bit different. Um, but there, it's it's still going to be it's still going to be a, a, a version of the uh, the 3-4 Wisconsin has played. But this is a big one. I mean, he he literally had a signing ceremony to go to Virginia Tech on signing day. Which it's crazy. Was, which was two weeks ago, a little more than two weeks ago, back yeah. on like the 21st or 22nd. So he was in Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech had a bio of him on their site uh, of him having transferred to Virginia Tech. Until? I, no, look, literally, this afternoon, I went to look at it, and it was still there. And then when the news came out, I went back, clicked on it, 404 can't be found. So, uh, yes, tough scene for Virginia Tech. But I, I, it's a great it's a great addition, it's, and it's a needed body at a, at a spot where they were kind of lacking some depth behind those three guys. And, I mean, it's, an all, it's not like just some rando like guy that's, that hasn't had a lot of success. It's an all- AAC performer. They they have obviously some experience against him playing when the with being at Cincinnati and playing against them at Temple. So they know him. Um, it's a big addition, I think. And I I loved him. He's a Virginia. Guy. He's a Virginia native. I'd love to know what changed and uh, did NIL have an impact on this or what impacted it to get him here? Or if there is, I mean, we talk about the energy around the program. I know. If, I get that. I get that. But right. I feel like he could have gone dumber a different place places being that type of player and to choose was to spurn Virginia Tech the way he did unless Virginia Tech said you know we don't want you anymore which I find hard to believe I'm interested to hear how he ended up at Wisconsin the stories around these guys ending up Wisconsin like we talked about Tanner Mordecai on Tuesday that's a good story and the story of how he got there the Varner story could be pretty good too yeah and it's not something we can obviously know but there has to be some part of NIL in all this. I don't think a, a program like Wisconsin in the age we are right now can have the amount of success they've had in the portal so far. And, I mean, how many guys they're mentioned with right now, I don't think you can have that success without having somewhat of it together. And you mentioned some of the other guys that they're being mentioned with, a couple of the wide receivers. If they manage to pull those oh. guys, uh, yeah, Michael Sturdivant and C.J. Williams, like if they ended up, being able to get one or two of those guys, that's saying a lot. Because these guys are – some of the programs that are going after them have shelled out big money and have made it public to how much money they've shelled out to certain players, Miami, Tennessee being among them. It would say a lot. That's the – when we talk about the wide receivers, though, that is the long-go difference. We, we mentioned it with Mordecai, but – when not, you, but not just wide receivers, though. Right. It's quarterbacks. Offense, but, but these two receivers specifically. Yes. Old Wisconsin would not be mentioned – in the same conversation as others, new Wisconsin with a quarterback with the track record that Mordecai has is being mentioned. And like, there's some smoke there. I have no clue what's going to happen, but if they're the the Sturdivant kid from Cal like that, those are game changing guys. And as I have said, I will like, I, I think so much has changed and they're headed in such a positive direction. But the thing that will get me all the way over the hump, is next level game changing wide receivers. Well, it's funny you ask you say that. I actually asked Longo today about it, and you know, like Wisconsin's been able to recruit running backs, been able to recruit offensive line, haven't always been able to recruit top level wide receivers. Do you think you're going to be able to do that? And he took offense. Well, he didn't take offense to it, but he, he's like, "There's actually good wide receivers here, guys that can make plays that have been able to, that just haven't had the opportunity that you're going to see make be able to make plays in this offense." So there's that. But he's like. I don't with the type of quarterbacks you bring in. There's going to be tight ends, a little more uh, vers- like athletic tight ends almost that are going to want to play here, and wide receivers that are going to want to play here because of what we're doing on offense. Why would they not want to be a p- part of what Wisconsin has been? Still going to be able to run the ball, but we're going to be throwing the ball a bunch too. And why would you not? Why would they not want to be a part of it? We've done this everywhere we've been. We able to get these guys. Why wouldn't be able to get them here? So speaking of those comments, and there's, I, I think, one big takeaway that he is confident in those abilities. What else did you take away, big picture? Or, or you could just run through general thoughts if you have them uh, for Longo first, but then also Mike Trestle's presser today. Uh, he is going to adapt. I and mean, we kind of talked about this. He's going to adapt to the talent that he's got and what the defense is trying to do to him. If they're going to try and take the run away from Wisconsin – well, guess what? He's going to throw the ball on you. He, he mentioned this, I think it was his 2020 season when he was at North Carolina. They threw for, Sam Howell threw like 528 yards against Wake Forest one year. And 
because that's what they were giving him. And three weeks later against one of the better defenses, they were going to make sure that he couldn't pass it. So they ran for 500 yards against whoever, what I, whatever team it was. So he, he made it clear that the, the idea of we're going to take what the defense gives us and take what our skill players give us. So in essence, this year, with two running backs that they have and some talent at wide receiver, we'll see you know, if, it's, if it's added to. But I feel like, yeah, you're going you're gonna to talent that you have. And in 2020, he called that their, their least talented team. They were. I mean, they had some freaking talent. Right, but it was really good at tailback and really good at wide receiver. And then a freshman, true freshman at, at uh, quarterback. And so you had to play a certain way, and they did. So I, gosh, listening to him talk, you just feel like it's going to be, it's got a chance to be good. Because his philosophy, simplified, extremely simplified, spread them out horizontally before the snap, stretch them vertically during the snap, and get the ball into your playmakers' hands and let them make plays. He goes, if, uh, if we get the ball in their hands and then they can go pace, we won't have to coach them. If, if we have to coach them after they get the ball in their hands, we've recruited the wrong guys. So, like, talented, speed, or say, say, talent, speed, quickness, like all that, that's what this offense is going to be. It's spreading the defensive guys out into how many different spots, try and get the 11 guys in completely away from each other as far away from each other as possible and let your athletes go go do work. So that's kind of what I took away from from Phil Longo. There's they're going to run the ball. This this the identity of this offense is going to change because it's a new offense, but it's still going to be a run they're still going to run the ball. That's not going to change. So I took that that's what I took out of Phil Longo and and Mike Trussell, he's going to use the talent that they have. And I which as we said earlier this week, when you look at next year, and before other transfers are brought in, right now they have 3-4 talent. And what he said he's going to do is they're going to continue to recruit the same type of kids that they have previously. So the edge guys, they've done a really good job recruiting. That's going to continue. It's not going to go away. It may just look a little bit different, and maybe certain guys in certain spots will look a little bit different. But they have that talent on this roster right now, and they're going to use it the way that they know how. And so I don't I don't think it's a look – he called his 3-3-5 unique. Like, we're not, they're not a typical three defensive linemen and then you have the three linebackers lined up right behind them. Like that's, TCU that's is very traditional 3-3-5. Yeah, that's not what it's going to be. That's not how theirs is. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, it's designed to deal with the Phil Longo offense. He actually <laughs> talked about that today. He said, we're trying to put guys in spots that, that mess with Phil Longo's windows. and that's Which uh, is good because when you look at – I mean, Michigan's a power team. But when you look at Ohio State, I like when you look at some of the like Purdue slings it around a lot. Just in general in football, though, when you look at a lot of the more successful programs, that's closer to what they're running than what Michigan or Wisconsin's running. Just in general, that's what the top of the sport does. So yep. that's encouraging. I mean, I, what's the one big critique we had of the Wisconsin offense for the last three, four years? It's that. Well, yeah, they couldn't move forward, but also didn't do a good enough job at times of getting the ball into playmakers' hands. Yeah, and getting guys in space, right? Like, if it all works, there's there there's a lot that's on the quarterback. It's a quarterback-driven system, just like most offenses are. It sounded like he was actually kind of looking forward to working with Graham Mertz. Um, and then when he went to the portal, kind of made them ch- – Evo's giving me that face. Like which that, that which stink, I did say. stink face. Wait, I did say that, like – Yes. It's not that they would have added guys to it because Graham is not necessarily the exact type of quarterback that that will run that system because you're not you're not going to run a ton of different things with the quarterback, like uh, in terms of like him running. Yes, he has the arm for it though. He does, um, but they're like when he left, it kind of forced us to go and do some different things. Tanner Mordecai is a pretty good backup option. It's a it's an upgrade. It I'm, is somewhat of an upgrade. Somewhat um, of an upgrade. It's a huge upgrade. Graham Mertz could play in Wisconsin's offense for four more years and still not throw 77 touchdowns. That's 72 touchdowns. That's true. Um, no, I agree with you. Uh, a, uh, I would say as a joke, and I don't believe this, um, I would blame the offense because they run for all the touchdowns. But I'm not going to say that because I agree with you. I mean, yeah, because they, they didn't score. I don't know. What, what are you talking about? You're right. No, you, you are right. It is a, it is a big upgrade. Um, that's interesting. I, I mean – with all the changes, you definitely, at least I do, I, I think many agree that it feels like they got a, a perfect guy at both spots. 
Um, I don't know as much about Mike Trestle as I do about Phil Longo. Just from like I've, I mean, I've tried to go more into Fickle's history on defense, which I guess is similar to Trestle's because they were together for the last couple of years. But you feel like they are in very good hands at those spots, and such a big part of new hires and new coaches is who do you surround yourself with. Um, we see struggles happen. Like I think one of Dabo Sweeney's biggest problems at Clemson, and many have talked about this, and people I, I listen to I think are very smart talk about how he he only promotes from within. He hasn't done much of hiring outside. Um, you look at Nick Saban, every single washed-up NFL coach goes there that are clearly good coaches but failed for whatever reason. Like the best coaches in the country are always the ones surrounded uh, Ryan Day and Brian Hartline, right? Yep. It's like they're surrounded by great guys next to them. So it's good news. It, it, it's exciting news. Um, there will be another guy that is joining the staff. We're going to touch on him next. He came from a well-known school that Wisconsin plays every season. Um, and my best description of his hiring, it is, it's hilarious. <laughs> like, like it is objectively hilarious what went on. We'll tell you who it is next. We'll get into the dynamic, why it happened and, and what's next for the program. Uh, all coming up next. It's Kenny and Heilprin. We're live at Monks and Sun Prairie. Stay right there. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. All right, we are back. It is Kenny and Heilprin. We are live from Monks and Sun Prairie. Football weekend, uh, national championship on Monday night as well. Come watch it at Monks. They got TVs everywhere, Zach. Uh, it is the the tip-off, the kickoff. I don't know what it is. It's golf. So I don't know the, the figure of speech there. But the golf season starts, or the new year starts this week. I'm, I'm watching the uh, Century Tournament of Mostly Champions at, at Kapalua. When so we, if you want to watch that, it's here too. When, when, when we were doing the show, the was it Tuesday night? They were showing like replays of like historic tournaments on the yeah. golf channel, and you were all into that too, like during the breaks and stuff. We couldn't even, like, I was trying to have a conversation with you, and you're just like staring at the TVs. We couldn't even have the conversation. It was kind of ridiculous. But um, hey, man loves golf. He loves golf. I was listening, uh, but happy new golf season to those that celebrate it. Zach, the, the news that uh, there's been a lot to come out in the last couple days, the news I've taken the most joy in, uh, the, the most laughter in. Colin Haynes the cornerback and co-defensive coordinator from the Minnesota Golden Gophers was hired away by Luke Fickle to, we figure, still be the cornerback's coach here at Wisconsin. Um, also in a hilarious move, they had a defensive line coach named Brick, <laughs> which, I like, there's a D-line coach named Brick. Nothing more perfect than that. He went to Purdue. Yeah. So Minnesota they, staff is kind of getting gutted, but Haynes, seem, he's a co-defensive coordinator. That's one of their top guys. Their secondaries have been quite good. How? Why? Well, I think we know we know why, but I'm just going to say I'm, I know why he came to Wisconsin, but I'm choosing to believe that it had something to do with him not wanting to be with P.J. Fleck anymore. Like he, just, <laughs> he just got tired of P.J. Fleck. He, got, he was just so annoyed with the, uh, the, the showmanship. Or the uh, lack, the, the, the lack of socks, lack of socks, That's in dress the one. shoes, in dress shoes, in regular shoes, it's okay. Um, coach pick, um, but yes, he just got so tired of having to deal with that, he jumped ship and was like, "Nope, I'm not doing this anymore." He is so annoying; I can't spend another minute with him. I got to get out of Minnesota. So he comes here, takes essentially, he's not going to be the code defense coordinator. I wouldn't. I would be shocked if he was. It's essentially titles these days, anyways, who, who really cares. But, yes, he comes here. He's going to be the quarterback, quarterback's coach. It's essentially a lateral move. I mean, in, in, in coaching terms, it's a lateral move. In reality, coming from Minneapolis to Madison is, is a huge upgrade. Well, Brick also made a lateral move. He did. Apparently, they've already replaced him, so I don't know if it was a situation where they even wanted him back, but... I think he had also coached with Walters he he recently. Did. So, in reality, why is Paul Haynes coming to Wisconsin? Uh, he has a relationship with uh, Luke Fickle and wanted to obviously be with him. But that's no fun. That's no fun. It's, God, I can't stand another minute with this guy. Get me out of Minneapolis. This sucks. That's good. I, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's a good hire. My first reaction to both of the moves was in uh, – this was before – I. I had a segment today where I was going to read Jim Harbaugh's statement, the full thing. I expect. It's ridiculous. Uh, but Harbaugh's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. 
he put out a weird statement in perfect Jim Harbaugh, um, Michigan man, and more important than everybody else, manner. Uh, but my first reaction, because there's all the Harbaugh NFL smoke, I was like, oh, Michigan head coach P.J. Fleck. Could you imagine a, a better pairing of very self-entitled people that'd be, that'd be together a, at I, Michigan? <laughs> I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't hate it because you, you, at Wisconsin you wouldn't see it nearly as much. So you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have to deal with that nearly as much. It'd be an upgrade for. I think it'd be an upgrade for for everybody involved. I think everyone involved would be better off. But again, except for Michigan people, because of my distaste for Minnesota, the fact that he is there makes it. Uh, it's it's a lot easier to dislike them and everything they do because of his presence. Um, so I think it's also worthwhile noting that when they introduced Mike Trussell, he is the defense coordinator and inside linebackers coach. Oh, yeah, let's go through all that, so, or all that we know. So he's the inside linebackers coach, and so they need an outside linebackers coach still. We believe they we believe they have a cornerbacks coach. We believe they have a defensive line coach. Uh, we believe they have an off. We know they have an offensive line coach, a tight ends coach, a and quarterbacks uh, coach, a wide receivers coach, but they're missing a running backs coach. I think that's the only spot right Colin, now. That, that Colin Hitzler as well, safeties. He's going to be the safeties coach, but also the special teams coordinator. Notably. Notably. Not going to have a dedicated special teams coordinator, which – a lot of people are going to be angry with, uh, as if the special teams were fantastic when Chris Herring was overseeing things by himself. But, Zach, the guaranteed rate bowl. Uh, the, they were amazing. Yeah, you got Chris Herring's full arsenal of, of playbook out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was finally <laughs> – Chris Herring was able to cook. He, fi- he finally got the, the – <laughs> yes, he, the, the lock that was put on him by Paul Chris. The freedom. Was, was able to break out of it and take care of business against Oklahoma State. Um, so – so aside from Longo and Trestle and, and all these other moves, so running backs coach is what we're watching now yep. um, with the new news. Uh, d- do you have any big thoughts on, on the other guys? I mean, again, the Colin Haynes thing, it's hilarious. It's Paul Haynes. Paul Haynes. Oh, oh, I wrote Colin twice yeah. when I wrote Colin Hitchler. Yeah. Paul Haynes. I thought, um, you, I thought you said Paul the first time. I thought you said Colin the first time. Like, excuse I, me. I, maybe you didn't. No. Um, but, I, I mean, they're all guys, or they're mostly guys as we expect – either coming from Cincinnati or with with some sort of connection. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the running backs coach maybe. one is is still, I think, very interesting because I think it's – they haven't necessarily recruited great at that spot of late. Would you agree with that? I mean, they – I would yeah. since – I mean, Braylon Allen was a safety slash whatever. Jalen Berger could be the last – The last good one. Four-star. Yep. Because um, you have Nate White coming in, and then you had all the other guys in that class – after Berger right. in the 2021 class, I would agree. Yeah, so I mean, they—that's going to be an important spot for him, and I'm, I'm assuming that Braylon Allen may have a say and, or at least a, a little input in that. Um, we'll see. They seem to be giving him a lot of responsibility as a, as a leader, and, and maybe have a little bit of a say in trying to find that guy. I assume they will not hire a former offensive lineman to, to coach that spot this time. Huh. Okay. Noted. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go out on a limb on, in saying that. It, it also should be worth noting when we talk about uh, not the running back position this year because it feels very secure with Allen and Malusi, but there are a lot – like running back is one of the more popular positions in the portal. There are a lot of guys out there because it's kind of similar to quarterback where it's like either you're getting carries or you're not, whereas at corner there could be two corner spots on teams or there could be a lot more ways or three even, a lot more ways to get playing time. Um Oklahoma State is getting absolutely destroyed by the portal. Like, everybody is gone. You hate to see it with such a quality guy like Mike Gundy under uh, leading that program. Or not, uh, you know, going off about being asked about guys potentially moving on and, and bringing in some changes in, among his offensive line or among his coaching staff. Taking away the access or threatening to take away the access of a reporter for that, which was a very, very tough look. But even the, the kid that had the 84 yard touchdown is, is in the portal. Like everybody is, where talented kid, um, and and Oklahoma State as recent as last year was, I mean, what? Well, they won the Big Twelve. Baylor yeah. was a yard away from like they they won the Big Twelve. They, I guess, would have gotten into the playoff had it not been for something else, which which I forget. But that's neither <laughs> n- neither well, here they nor were there. seventh in the country at one point this year, and then everything oh, fell apart. Yeah, um, but the point is, I guess, like yeah, they're obviously the programs that are there at the top, and they've been there for a while. And they reload, where even Michigan brings in all the transfers. Um, to be where Wisconsin is, we've talked about the excitement. It's also like, yeah, there are a lot of guys coming in, but I think there is a significant, significant sense of security 
with this program, and also that could be speaking to the nature of Wisconsin. But, I mean, recently I've looked around and I've, you know, watched or listened to whatever chatter. There are a lot of programs that are just being decimated that even are ones that are traditionally up there, um, either at or below or near surrounding Wisconsin's level. Um, the fact that, I mean, in the portal now, since Fickle has joined, obviously it was going to be mostly additions. But the fact that, like, we're seeing impact additions as the days go by. Are we talking about Wisconsin's level, like, now or their ceiling? Level now. Okay. All right. Level now. You can continue. That's dangerous. Yeah. All right. No, it's, <laughs> I agree. I'm, I'm shocked that, like, within that first moment, right, it was like, or the first day, it went to eight guys, like, in the portal, like, right away. It was like, boom, 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 boom. And it's been like nobody since. I am literally I'm surprised. Nobody. That's since. something I was wrong about. I, admittedly, I thought when, uh, when they didn't hire Leonard, but also when Leonard said he would not return, I thought there would be some that enter, and and there still could be. But I've been completely wrong about that. There have been a lot of significant guys that seem to have bought into what Fickle's doing. Snaps obviously help, um, but I've been very pleasantly proven wrong by that. Well, I mean that the portal's only open for another what. 10 days, 11 days? 10, I So, think. I mean, and then it obviously opens up after spring ball, and I think that there will be more movement after spring ball for guys that, you know, are in the system and like, eh, I don't know if this is for me type of thing. So, I think Or if that, Leonard gets a job somewhere. That, yeah. Possibly. 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 But I think, yeah, I think it's a, there, there will be more movement after everything that happens, you know, uh, in spring ball and guys getting into the offense and seeing, well, maybe this isn't going to be for me or guys getting into the defense and being like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to get the playing time that I want or guys being moved to positions that, eh, yeah, this isn't, I don't think so. That's not going to really work. I was, I, I'm sorry. I was just reminded it is, it is 549. We only have 10 minutes left in the show. There was a piece of news that is the biggest of the week. Oh boy. And I've said that about four things already. Yeah. That's how crazy this mm. time is. There's something that when I say it, It'll train your brain, and we're going to get into it. There train, was, train there was something something knocked me off my feet this week more than, more than anything else, and I'll tell you what it is when we return. That's Zach Heilprint. I'm Ben Kenny. We are live at Monks and Sun Prairie. Uh, again, locations across the state. Place to be to watch football this weekend. The food is terrific. The drink deals going on all week, um, and then you have specials for the game coming up on Sunday night. Lions at the Packers winning in into the playoffs. We'll talk about that. Uh, uh, we'll get into some Wisconsin basketball as well as we close out the show. It's Kenny and Heilprin. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. All right, we are back. We have we have seismic breaking news. Um, this is beautiful. We just spent the last segment talking about PJ Flex staff getting absolutely, absolutely ravaged by the coaching ranks across the country. And as we go to break, Pete Thamel of Yahoo or ESPN, no, ESPN. tweets out: <laughs> Rutgers is targeting Minnesota's Kirk Shiraka to be the school's new offensive coordinator. This is which amazing. means they're now down their OC, their D line coach, their corners coach. Three like Kirk Shiraka. We talked about how important he was to their program. Um, I, I responded with the gif of, of the girl smiling next to the fire uh, as the Minnesota uh, coaching staff just completely dissolves into nothing. He literally but, just came back last year. Wasn't it the last year that he came back? This yep. past year that he came back? This year. Because he, he was at Penn State and then came, yeah, came back to Minnesota, now headed to Rutgers, this guy getting around the Big Ten. But the bigger story is, is P.J. Fleck going somewhere? Michigan? He just, he just signed that extension. Michigan to, head coach to have all the, uh, two of these guys. I mean, obviously the the brick guy. I don't know if they wanted to back. So okay, jump ship. Brick. Haynes Haynes has obviously the connection to to Fickle, so he goes. But now for Kirk Sharaka to go back to Minnesota and now to leave again to Rutgers again is is Minnesota the only one that's now open the uh, open the uh, the the pocketbook here or what? I like who wants to live in Central New Jersey. I know I would never step foot in the state of New Jersey if I had never had to ever again. Um, but the only time I ever go to New Jersey is when you go when Wisconsin plays at Rutgers, and even that's too much. So I think, yeah, I think the money. I think honestly, I think the money must be coming in. But this is that's this continues to be hilarious. That is that is a riot. Yeah, I I completely agree I, that the other two make sense, and this one I'm, there could be a connection, but it is as funny, if not more funny, than the other two because of how significant it was 
that he came back last year. And now suddenly he's off to Rutgers. Michigan head coach P.J. Fleck. People are wondering. <laughs> Could be happening if, if Harbaugh leaves. I mean, his whole staff is leaving, so maybe there's movement there. We'll, uh, listen, th- this is something we'll monitor for we, the people. Oh, we will. You do not, uh, out there, you do not have to go and check into uh, Minnesota's coaching staff and what's next. Zach and I will be all over it. Who they hire, who else they lose, whether the players go to. Um, Has anyone wanted to work for P.J. Fleck, Fleck for a less amount of time than uh, Kirk Scirocco? He's like, he forgot like how bad it was when he went back there. He's like, eh, not going to do that again. Because he left, he left to go to Penn State, which is obviously a better job than Minnesota. He goes back to Minnesota, realizes how bad, Back crazy PJ Fleck is, <laughs> and it's like, nope. I'd rather go live in New Jersey than Minneapolis and have to deal with PJ Fleck. Yeah. I'm going to sit here and say right now, I'd love to live in Minneapolis as opposed to New Jersey. I agree. He's he's willingly going and to work in New Jersey. Yeah, Oof, it's for it's, for Rutgers. It's something. Uh, maybe Tanner Morgan can take up the role. As I mean, he's been there forever, and who knows what will get him to go. But, uh, yeah, that, it's something we'll monitor. Uh, something I have been monitoring closely, Zach. I mentioned it entering break. The other piece of news that is very important for the purposes of this show, and maybe for Wisconsin, we'll see. Probably not. Um, you had said preseason that there was a backup quarterback on the roster that you uh, enjoyed how uh, the strength of his arm, we'll say. And you said that he would be the starting quarterback at Wisconsin at uh, some point. No, I did not. I'm getting there. Um, that clearly did not become the case. His name is Deacon Hill. He entered the transfer portal. He committed to Fordham recently. However, two days ago, we see that he has instead flipped, and he's now going to my Iowa Hawkeyes, Yeah, some have said. Huge arm. Huge arm. The strongest arm I've ever seen in Wisconsin. Uh, but I think people misheard what I said before the season. I think people are, like, when the whole – you said Wisconsin, starting quarterback in Wisconsin. I never said that. I never said that. You said college starting quarterback? No, no, no. I said, quote, and this is a quote. I went back and listened. Uh, this is a quote. Deacon Hill will be the starting quarterback of a Big Ten team before his college days are done. That is what I said, and I'm sticking to that now. For, for those purposes and because I, I, I think in the Iowa offense, that will be entertaining to watch to say the least. I, I'm completely rooting for that to happen. Um, <laughs> you and I were texting each other. He reminds me of Nate Stanley, who can't really stress a defense with his legs. He, I mean, he, he, as much as Stanley could. Yeah, oh yes. Oh, I thought you said Nate Stanley couldn't. I mean, he, Nate Stanley could. Yeah, that's not really Deacon's forte. Uh, but he's got a big arm. the The accuracy maybe isn't great either. But that was the same case with, case with Nate Stanley early in his career. Oh yeah. Um, so I mean, they they both have huge arms. They're both big bodies. One body might be a little bit bigger than the other one. Um, but it's it's good for him to find a scholarship in the Big Ten. And obviously he's at Iowa because John Budmeyer's at Iowa, and John Budmeyer was his recruiter at Wisconsin, his quarterback's coach. He never actually got to – I think he got to be with him one year? No, he came in in 2021, so he didn't get to be with him at all. And uh, now John, Bud, John, John Budmeyer, I think, is getting a bigger role at Iowa. I don't know how big that role is going to be. I don't know if he can nudge Brian Ferentz out, but uh, – for their sake, I hope he does. But you know, John Budmeyer has that connection and, and a scholarship opened up, and he got and he got it. So that's great. Yeah. No, I, I I'm excited for him. I just I mean, the Iowa Hawkeyes are a hilarious combination of inept offense and great defense right now. And when they get rid of Brian Ferentz, you would think there would be some improvements made. But if you put like putting Deacon Hill at Iowa, I think is objectively very entertaining. And for your purposes, again, he could only start one game. He could only take one snap as long as it starts the game Again. to become a starter in the Big Ten. So I am on record. That is uh, that is something we'll watch. Uh, interesting development there. That is uh, we're we're hitting the end here. I wanted to do at least a minute on this Monday night um, in LA national title. There will be no tailgating, which is preposterous and a, a joke. Why even hold the thing there? Exactly. Uh, if that's the way Georgia. It's TCU, Georgia, 12.5-point favorites. Uh, for the sake of picks, I mean, I, I went 1-4 and four last week, and you actually came charging back. 4-1. and one. Yes, um, only to be stopped by the uh, TCU covering against Michigan, even though they probably shouldn't have, given all of Michigan's mistakes. 
I won the year-long pick competition. You're up by two, right? Three. Three. Um, we, do you want to put that on the on the line here? I would make this, this, this one counts for four. I would make this worth four. Okay. I am obviously going to take Georgia minus twelve and a half. I'm obviously going to take TCU plus twelve and a half. Do you have any like uh, three sentences on on what the game comes down to for you, or the excitement in watching it? I hope there is somewhat close, anywhere close to what we saw last Saturday. Like there's just something good. I don't know if it will be, but. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm hopeful. TCU plays tight games. It's, it's who they've been all year. TCU like, is kind of blowout proof. I don't know about blowout proof, but they, they, uh, they well, in stick games, with them. In games that they were getting blown out in, Kansas State regular season, both the Kansas State quarterbacks got hurt. Yeah. Like, they, like things happen that make sure they don't get blown out. Like if somebody gets hurt in Georgia, they just throw another five-star out there, ex- yep. except with Stetson Bennett. But he wasn't that good against Ohio State for the most part. Until, until late. the end. Until late. I think it's a, it's a major ask of TCU to beat another team like this, but they've all comers this year, and why not make it another close game? They've done it. Uh, to me, do you want them to win? I want TCU to win. Are you sure? Yeah, I think it's You know good. what it opens up, though. It, it, I mean, it essentially closes the book on the you can't win yeah, without the best right. recruiting classes. Which I would be happy about because it means, in theory, it can be a, like Wisconsin could, in theory, do that. So then are you going to be okay with Mike Tressel then? Uh, we'll see after a year. <laughs> I, or we'll see, we'll see how things progress. Um, but, no, I want TCU to win. I think it's good for the sport. Like You want to root for the Cinderella because that's what Wisconsin could be in the future. Um, I, I think this could come down to, in a way, whether, I, I mean, TCU has any answer for Georgia's tight ends. Um, and if they're healthy, because because we saw TCU give Michigan fits, Georgia kind of a different animal yeah. in terms of what they could do. But I, I'm excited. I hope it's close. I hope TCU covers. Zach, I hope you win the contest, but we shall see. Um, to all, thanks for hanging around. Uh, thank you for indulging the the Mike Tressel spiel that I had to put on, or the thoughts on on what Wisconsin's aspirations should be. Spring ball is it's it's right around the corner, so we'll soon get answers on all this. Uh, Zach, thank you. It has been a pleasure. Come, come Tuesday, I'm sure there will be more big transfers to discuss, maybe some more press conferences where things are said. Uh, it, with this program, I mean, if, if we've learned one thing, it's that they are, they are anything but boring during, during which, this time in life. Which could not be more different than most of the, team, most of the time with this program. Which is a good thing uh, for us. So we will talk to you Tuesday at 6 o'clock. For all those that are listening, thanks for hanging around. See ya.